Hello everyone. This is Ananya Arvind from Team IGM IC Thiruvananthapuram, your host for this session. We are beyond thrilled to announce the launch of We Talk, a collaborative event organized by four IGM teams from across India. IC Thiruvananthapuram, IC Thirupadi, IC Barhampur, and IIT Rohit. On this occasion, to mark the beginning of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, today we have here with us Dr. Manjri Bhatri, the founder and CEO of Oncostems Onco Diagnostics, who has over 25 years of experience in research and developing uh, and development focusing on cell biology and cell signaling. She established Oncostems with the goal of providing cutting edge, reasonably priced, and dependable diagnostic tests for use in tailoring cancer therapies to individual patients. She has authorized numerous books and received several patents in the field of entrepreneurship. We are truly delighted to have you here with us, ma'am. Sure, thank you. Ma'am, so uh, to begin with, uh, we would like you to tell, you, uh, tell us about yourself, your background, and how did you choose to work on breast cancer? Sure, yeah. So first of all, uh, thanks, Ananya. This is an excellent initiative you young students are doing and I totally support such initiatives. It gives you guys exposure. It motivates not only you, but many students who may come forth and uh, be the entrepreneurs that our country needs today. The young blood needs to see. And uh, I'm sure you are interviewing many uh, entrepreneurs in the process and that I really hope uh, all of these talks will go to encourage them further to really take the uh, path less trodden and uh, really help to uh, only we our our country people can help make new initiatives new products new tests new instruments devices that will work for our country given its uh, uh, differences in the variety of things that we see the diseases we come across the paying capacity the other comorbidities the other events and so made in india made for india innovations are what we is the future for our country so really <clears throat> kudos to you all for doing this first of all so coming to my background uh, that was your question right what motivated me yeah, yeah. yes so uh, as you as you know my background is i have a phd in cell biology from the indian institute of science I did my undergrad in Mumbai and at the University of Mumbai at um, the college was Ram Naran Riya College and um, uh, then master's at MS University Baroda and uh, then I did my PhD here in Bangalore at IIS Indian Institute of Science and for like uh, most PhDs after, uh, after finishing PhD we all go abroad for doing postdoctorate fellowships so I did two fellowships in the US one at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York City and the other one at the uh, University of California in San Diego uh, at the Moore's Cancer Center. So post that I worked on uh, worked in Singapore on embryonic and cancer stem cells and then moved back to India uh, to uh, initiate drug discovery on cancer stem cells here in India in a, uh, in a startup. And uh, that uh, after that, I joined Philips Research for point of care diagnostics because I really felt that it is important to, in a country like India, centralized models work in some aspects, but point of care diagnostics will go a long way to tell the patient right then and there, especially from rural areas 
they don't need to come down to the main city to pick up their report. So if they come to us uh, to a, a small town for um, uh, to a to a hub for doing a test, they should know the result right away and they go back. They don't have to come again, and because they often don't come. So the point of care diagnostics was what I worked in, uh, Philips. Uh, so while doing that, I was thinking about what to do uh, in future. My focus, I'm a very practical person. My focus has always been, how do we make things? How do we use knowledge gained and to make it, to make people's lives better? To do, uh, and cancer has been my focus because I have seen during my PhD, a, a fellow friend who came down with cancer and she had breast cancer. It was diagnosed early. It was extremely treatable, but she went ahead for her postdoctorate fellowship after surgery in India. She went to uh, went to another country for her postdoctorate fellowship, and the cancer recurred, and she passed away there. So, although the tumor was small, we could not figure out whether the patient uh, whether she has aggressive tumor or not. So, although the tumor was small, it was very aggressive, and that's the point that I am trying to understand that how can we understand whether a patient's tumor is aggressive or not, irrespective of the size of the tumor. So that really led me to think that, you know, we don't diagnose this is enough. We only look at, uh, you know, the size of the tumor, the, the associated lymph node spread, the grade of the tumor. In breast cancer, we do look at ERPR, HER2, K67, and we do surgery, we give chemotherapy, we give endocrine therapy, you know, the therapy is required. But what we need to understand beyond these parameters is, can we understand how aggressive is this tumor and treat the patient in a holistic manner? If it is aggressive, let her know that she has a very aggressive disease. And then what can we do to curtail that disease? Put her on every clinical trial possible that is applicable. Uh, give her aware, uh, make her aware of the disease spread. So she will be look out for, she can get better follow-ups and so on and so forth. So, that was really the thought process behind starting behind on Oncostem was, can we come up with prognostic tests which help cancer patients and doctor understand the disease better, understand how aggressive is the cancer going beyond the current means of looking at the size of the tumor, et cetera, really looking at tumor biology and based on that plan a therapy that is useful, tailored to that patient based on how aggressive is her tumor, how big is her tumor? How small is her tumor? How many lymph nodes are associated? And what are comorbidities? What is her preference? What kind of surgery she may want? And so on and so forth. So that was really a close encounter with a cancer patient in my uh, during my PhD really put the seed in my mind to come up with tests which really help cancer and uh, cancer patients and doctors plan therapy in a personalized manner. And that was the basis for, for founding Oncostem Diagnostics. Oh, that's a very good initiative. I mean, like, it's great to know about it now. Uh, Ma'am, uh, we would love to know how exactly the CAN assist breast system works. Yeah, sure. So, uh, as I mentioned, OncoStem's over big vision is to come up with prognostic tests which help in personalized cancer treatment planning. We are not in diagnostic space. We are not in screening space. Okay. So, we develop tests which help doctor and patient with a known cancer patient understand what kind of tumor biology is underlying that one centimeter tumor that you see. If you see two women with two centimeter tumors, 
one of them may be back in the doctor's clinic in two years time with a recurrence in brain, bone, lung, liver. But the other lady with the same two centimeter tumor may do very well. She may, they will never see the patient again because she did so well that she never had to come to the clinic again. So what is the difference in these two women? The tumor size was the same, two centimeter tumor. It was lymph node negative, but one had an aggressive tumor biology which is not apparent today, looking at just two centimeters, the size of the tumor and ERPR HER2 P67. All of these parameters were identical for these two patients with two centimeter tumor. Only thing that was different is underlying tumor biology, which is not assessed today, which is what is assessed by our test, Canasis breast in short. So Canasis breast understands tries to understand the aggressive biology of the tumor to know that if there are two tumors or there are 100 tumors with two centimeters, patient, 100 patients with uh, uh, tumors with two centimeter uh, tumors, which of them will have a cancer recurrence because the tumor is aggressive versus which of them will do well. Now coming to breast cancer, breast cancer is not a very aggressive disease. And especially when we are talking about breast cancer, which is hormone receptor positive, HER2 receptor negative, which is hormone receptor positive means the patient can have endocrine therapy. Hormones regulate the tumor. So you block hormones and the tumor is well controlled. Whereas by not having HER2 new, once again, this is a growth factor receptor, EGFR, um, ERBB2, sorry. So by not having the growth factor receptor, uh, the tumor behaves much better. So given this a less aggressive breast cancer, how can we still, why should we give everybody chemotherapy? Only can we select a subset of patients who actually have this aggressive tumor biology and treat only them? That is the question that all medical uh, and surgical oncologists and pathologists and radiation oncologists face today, that when they see a patient with two centimeter tumor, which is hormone receptor positive and her two new receptor negative, should I give her chemotherapy or not? All of them will have surgery. Based on the surgery, they will have radiation therapy and all of them will have endocrine therapy because they, this is a hormone receptor positive tumor. But chemotherapy is the question. Should we give it or not is the question that the doctors always think because of the side effects of chemotherapy. So the, that the patient goes through and the cost associated also. So therefore our test can assist breasts exactly helps doctors and patient make this decision that when you see a patient with early stage hormone receptor positive breast cancer, that is uh, stage one, stage two, up to stage three A with two centimeter, three centimeter, four centimeter tumors with lymph node negative disease, no lymph nodes involved. How do we know whether to treat this patient chemotherapy or not? Can we know the tumor biology better? And Canasis breast was designed to really understand the tumor biology better. So Canasis breast in short is a test that is performed on patient's tumor tissue that is removed during surgery. And that is why we come after the patient is diagnosed, surgery is done, hormone receptor status is known, ERPR is positive, HER2 is negative. Only then the doctors will recommend can assist breast to the patient. And whatever the tumor tissue that was removed during surgery on which they do hormone receptor mapping, ERPR, HER2, is uh, stored in each hospital's pathology department as a 
formalin fixed paraffin embedded tumor tissue block at room temperature. So we asked for that tumor tissue to be sent to our lab in Bangalore, whether the patient is in Bangalore, in Mumbai, in Chirandram, in Kolkata or in Turkey, you know, it doesn't matter. We get international patients as well. They all ship us the tumor. Mom, is that a connectivity issue? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma Hello. Uh, ma'am, but your video is not visible. Ananya, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. So I hope I, I can, you can hear me. Ma'am, your uh, video is not visible. Yeah, okay. Is my video visible now? Um. Not yet, ma'am. I hope the video is visible now. Uh, no, ma'am. It's not visible. Uh, the video is not visible, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, okay. ma yes, ma Wi-Fi issue here. Okay, so uh, till what time, what, what was the last thing you heard me? 
uh, ma'am, about how can as a system uh, can assist breast? How did you? Uh, yes. yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Right. So I think I was explaining to you what how can assist breast perform is how how does it work? So can assist breast is performed on patient's tumor tissue that is surgically removed uh, uh, during surgery and stored in the hospital. It is sent to us uh, at room temperature. When the doctor prescribes the test, the patient uh, uh, never has to undergo any blood test or any poking to remove tumor tissue. Whatever is removed during surgery is sent to us. And on that, we perform immunohistochemistry in our uh, central lab in Bangalore uh, for five biomarkers. These biomarkers are important in understanding the tumor biology of the patient's tumor. Uh, these are key biomarkers involved in how tumor spreads from a single uh, duct in the breast to the rest of the body. What are the steps involved? How does the tumor spread is what is uh, seen by these five biomarkers. And uh, these biomarkers are graded. Uh, uh, the information about the expression of these biomarkers in the tumor tissue is what is conveyed by pathologists by looking at the slides. And that information then goes into our machine learning, artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning based algorithm, statistical algorithm, which gives us uh, a risk score for each patient. So depending on the expression of these five biomarkers, plus the tumor size, tumor grade, and the lymph node status of the patient's particular tumor, the, uh, the statistical algorithm incorporates all this information and then gives us a risk score for each patient. What is a risk score? It is a number between zero and 100, which um, showcases the risk of breast cancer recurrence. The higher the number, higher is the risk of breast cancer recurrence. So if a patient's risk score is 15.5 or lower, we call the patient as low risk of breast cancer recurrence under 9%. And therefore the patient uh, can uh, have surgery, radiation, endocrine therapy, but can avoid chemotherapy. Uh, typically, 70% patients with early stage hormone receptor positive HER2 negative disease fall into this path category. 70% fall under low risk for breast cancer recurrence and they can avoid chemotherapy. 30% of the patients typically have a risk score beyond 15.5. So they, these patients have a high risk of breast cancer recurrence in five years from diagnosis. And therefore, such patients actually will benefit from taking chemotherapy. They should go for more, uh, 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 you know, informed follow-up follow-ups. And also, if there are any targeted drugs that come up during the uh, process, they should take those to reduce the risk of breast cancer recurrence further. Okay, so that is in nutshell what Canis's breast is. So we get the tumor tissue from the patient in our central lab in Bangalore. Uh, we run the immunohistochemistry for on uh, using Roche's Ventana platform. This is followed by pathologist grading, followed by artificial intelligence-based statistical algorithm prediction. And then we make a report saying, this is your uh, report for Canis's breast. Your tumor had, this is the expression of five biomarkers. As per algorithm, this is your risk score. This is your risk of breast cancer recurrence. And then clinicians look at this data and decide whether they should give chemotherapy or not to the patient. That is their decision. 
so that is what can assess breast is and we typically give the report out in about eight working days from receiving the tumor tissue to us that's a very innovative method of prognosis um ma'am actually our project is based on breast cancer so i would like to know more about these five biomarkers that you mentioned which uh, actually assess like uh, how much risk the patient has for reoccurrence after the surgery sure yeah so the five biomarkers we look at are really involved in uh, uh, spread of breast cancer tumor from the uh, so from the breast to the rest of the body now breast tumors always begin in the duct in the breast so the human breast has various ducts uh, which you know lead to milk uh, supply the milk and all of those processes so breast cancers typically begin in the duct and then they they start they start growing and the tumor tissue as you know you are a student you know breast uh, any tumor they have this contact inhibition i mean the normal cells have contact inhibition process so tumors overcome that so they overcome the uh, the uh, they overcome many normal processes to make a tumor similarly the tumor also has to overcome has to acquire new properties to spread to come out of the breast duct and spread to the rest of the body to form metastasis and what are the key steps involved are what are recommend uh, what are uh, looked at in our five biomarkers so we look at cd44 which is a stemness marker we look at two cadherins p uh, n cadherin and pan cadherin and we look at two abc transporter proteins which are involved in uh, in influx and efflux of chemotherapy drugs into the cell so cadherins are involved in multiple processes in uh, in looking at how to uh, so the the tumor cell has to not only come out of the tumor you know tumor is a tightly packed ball of cells so the tumor cells have to come out of the tumor become loose and come out and tumors are very tightly adherent to the to the skin to the to the tissue where they are formed so the cells have to come out of the adherence they have to uh, become they not only have to come out of the tumor they have to come out of the adherence Fine. Yeah. So uh, the five biomarkers we to, we have, we look at essentially look at all of these steps involved in how a tumor from a, a, a breast cancer uh, initial tumor in the duct how does it acquire these properties to spread elsewhere is what is uh, uh, is seen by these five biomarkers. Great man. Ma'am, uh, in a more apart from the technical stuff, uh, how did you go about uh, building the company on custom from scratch and assembling your team to start with this innovative method of prognosis? Sure. Yeah. So I was very passionate about doing this thing of forming this 
make developing tests like this you know making a test that is because such tests are called prognostic test can assess breast is a prognostic test it assesses the disease prognosis it does not diagnose the disease it assesses the prognosis of the disease so such tests are available in the west but they are very expensive they cost 3 lakh rupees per test so our patients are not able to take advantage of these tests and therefore are about 95% of our patients today are getting chemotherapy when only about 15% out of them are actually benefiting from it so there is a tremendous overuse of chemotherapy uh, in early stage hormone receptor positive breast cancer patients i am only making all these statements related to early stage hormone receptor positive her to negative breast cancer patients so my my goal was really to make a test that is cost effective and that will be done in india and in a timely manner which will be affordable by the patient it should be cost effective and the so that was that was the really the passion behind developing something like that so my advice to all your entrepreneurs upcoming budding entrepreneurs would be you must have passion for something that you want to build you are doing it for the passion and you are doing right reasons that you want to improve the healthcare of this country this patients our country's patients okay so i had this uh, passion to develop this i spoke with a lot of my friends whether they want to do a startup with me many of them declined so finally i said you only get one lifetime to do this is if i do if i don't do it this year you will never do it so that is the second lesson that never wait for somebody or the other to tag along with you and oh will i be able to do this now my my daughter was 5 years old when i started everybody told me oh she is so young how can you do something like that but there is never a right time for doing anything new so i started when my daughter was 5 years old uh, i incorporated nobody was willing to join as a founder a co-founder with me so i founded the company by myself i had no idea how to run a company i was a pure researcher until then uh so but you just learn everything on the job if you have the passion to do something you will learn everything that is required to get to that goal to really learn to do those things so i read things i read books i read uh, i spoke to doctors i spoke to other entrepreneurs i spoke to uh, people who for whom i need to buy um, instruments reagents uh, you know so a lot of it was literally learning on your own but because i my goal was to develop a cost effective prognostic test so i uh, so the biggest hurdles uh, i have faced are really you need money for all of this right to to run a lab you need money and i didn't have any grants or any money so i spoke to venture capitalist uh, who fund uh, young startups so i spoke to venture capitalists to get funds i spoke to multiple hospitals across india to get tumor tissues because our work begins on tumor tissues and associated follow up of the patients so uh, that that's where you look for biomarkers whether these biomarkers are present in those tumor tissues so uh, i i did everything in parallel i spoke i started looking for space to rent to build the lab buy the instruments get money for it get tumor tissues from the hospitals and at the same time start hiring people so literally uh, 
there was never a day dull day in my life there were always some some things you win some days you get great people interview some days somebody declines you for venture capitalist money somebody some day you don't get a good negotiation with the instrument that you are buying to purchase sometimes the consumable that you are buying to purchase take 5 months to come but you take everything in your own stride and you you do as many things in parallel to save time time is your biggest form of uh, money always remember that in startup so uh, you know you really need to do things in a timely manner so i approached all of these folks at the same time and i was lucky in many ways to get the right investors at the right time get the hospital connects uh, uh, really great hospitals in right from the start have supported us with visionary leaders and they many doctors told me yes manjuri this kind of prognostic tests are needed in india our patients cannot afford the tests that are developed in the us and in europe so if you develop this test it will be very useful it was very encouraging from the clinician community to, to support me at that time and they uh, they did hospital wide studies with me uh, and we got tumor tissues in our lab i hired people we started looking for the biomarkers in the tumor tissues we hired pathologists technicians bought instruments there were many great companies like lab india i didn't have any money at that time still but they gave me the machines based on my word that i will pay them and we paid them as soon as we got the money so there is a lot of element of luck lot of element of trust that people put in you and you put in others to really uh, build something that is lasting and you must be the goal must be clear you want to build something that is good proven track record quality driven science driven and it should really end of the day it should help patients so these are these would be really my suggestions my advice to all upcoming budding entrepreneurs is do things because you want to build something you want to make a difference you don't want to just um, be a vitamin in somebody's diet you want to be the painkiller in somebody's diet so you that's that's the way you should look at it you know vitamin is good to have but painkiller is a must have if you have a headache right so that's what you need to be you need to really develop the passion to you must have the passion to build something because no road is rosy whether you are a entrepreneur or you are running a lab or you are working in any private office there are always hurdles there are always issues and it it's all the more difficult in an entrepreneurship because you are a single entrepreneur and time is your biggest enemy here and um, and you want to do these things but you are only limited by the resources you have so uh, and there is no supporting infrastructure like in a multinational company you may have 1500 people or you may have in the lab you have other colleagues you have other labs to depend on to borrow things from reagents in a in an independent startup you don't have that cushy uh, infrastructure so it can get hard but you just need to be very strong mentally as well and you need to have that focus that yes today i have faced this issue but i have learned something from this so next time i won't make that error make that mistake and keep pushing the envelope keep going keep the faith and things do happen for you the world does conspire to help in there that's a very inspirational success story of onkos tamam mom so uh, further what is the future prospects future ventures of onkos tamam 
yeah that is on yeah oncostem's first focus has been breast cancer and uh, our first flagship product can assist breast which is meant for hormone receptor positive her to negative early stage breast cancer patients is out in the market for last 6 years it is uh, it has helped more than 3000 patients uh, avoid chemotherapy uh, 70% of the 3000 patients have avoided chemotherapy based on uh knowing our result it is currently sold in india in uh, middle east in sri lanka bangladesh and in turkey so immediate goal for oncostem is to expand sales and marketing for canasis breast to the rest of the world where such uh, prognostic tests are not used because the western tests are expensive and uh, so in largely in asia such tests are not used in also middle east onwards a lot of countries in africa in south america such tests are not used in in eastern europe so essentially uh, leaving north america and uh, western europe which has insurance driven healthcare systems in place uh, prognostic tests are really not used widely because of the cost primarily and, and uh, also the the tumor biology represented by our test is very representative of asia because our patients are younger at breast cancer diagnosis and they have slightly because of lack of awareness lack of mammography screening they come with 2 cm tumors whereas in the west the patients are post menopausal at diagnosis and because there is awareness they do mammography screening every year the tumors are small they are under 1 cm so the tumor biology can be different and our asian patients tumor biology is well represented in our test because our test is developed on our patients so that's why i really believe that uh, canasis breast can really make a difference in the lives of millions of patients in the middle east onwards so first goal for oncostem in the coming uh, next 5 uh, to 10 years is uh, <clears throat> really market the test in the rest of the world Uh, where uh, western tests are not effective second goal is to develop additional tests so uh, canasis breast serves about uh, 50 to 60% of uh, breast cancer patients there are about 30% breast cancer patients who have triple negative breast cancer that is <coughs> excuse me er pr and her2 her2 new negative so our second test is for those patients we are trying to work on for every cancer we ask a different question but that's the test we are working on and the third test oncostem is working on is for ovarian cancer uh, so once again in ovarian cancer the question we are asking is different but uh, that those patients also suffer a lot with a lot of chemotherapy that sometimes doesn't work so we are trying to develop a third test also so we will launch these two tests in a phasedized manner in the next two years great plans for oncostem for next 10 years and we can see a lot of developments in medical uh, field also parallelly um uh, so uh, your journey as a woman entrepreneur so could you tell us more about your experience the struggles the hurdles that you faced uh, as a woman entrepreneur sure i think ananya i'm sure everybody has spoken about the struggles of women entrepreneurs there are books written about this and there are everything is a struggle for a woman whether she is an entrepreneur or she is uh, uh, just crossing the street or she is running on the road uh, 
<coughs> he's traveling alone as a hiker so i would not like to focus much on the the, the hurdles but i'll try to highlight also the good parts of being a woman entrepreneur so having said that there are always hurdles but let me also the good points are there are there are people out there women and men who will support you as a woman entrepreneur they take pride in supporting women entrepreneurs they they really believe that once a woman has come out of to start a, co- a company she must be totally driven and people really go out to help you people have gone out to help me in many different ways whether they are doctors or they are investors or they are uh, you know really ordinary friends of mine whether they are uh, in india they are outside of india whenever i have asked for help they have supported they have gone out of my way they say hey i know this doctor in serbia hey i know this doctor in turkey i know this this um, uh, this uh, distributor in vietnam you know why don't you connect with them and and see whether you can help them market the test for you get connections get studies so every friend of mine i have never hesitated to ask also uh, where i have said that look i have i have this issue and i want to really do the study in let's say in singapore but i don't know doctors so do you know any doctors in singapore so immediately they can see that i have come this far and so definitely why not help her to get more so while there will always be uh, people complaining crying out loud women about how it hurts how there are conditions are not suitable but i would like to really bring out spin out the positives that uh, there are many people who are really trying to help you understand um, the the they they know the issues issues women face so they try to help you in terms of connecting you finding you uh, uh, the right uh, set of clinicians like minded people whether they are in government whether they are in private setup or they are in different countries to understand from their parallels so i have been really lucky to have a set of excellent friends and family members who have supported me throughout these 11 years including my own family my husband my daughter uh, my parents my sister my in-laws everybody uh so there is a whole you know behind behind me who may you know i have built this company but really not my my strength comes from really my employees and they see that when you work so hard they also put in all their efforts my sales team is excellent so there are a lot of positives of becoming a woman entrepreneur also because people do see the hard work put in at the end of the day so don't go by the superficial oh uh, you know they didn't give me space because i am the only woman who went there yes i have faced those issues people have asked me oh you will you want when i was looking for space for my uh, uh, for my lab people said oh we can't give it to a single woman they were worried whether i would pay rent i said this is not a house for myself it's a company and we have funded so you know so people do have these apprehensions but when you explain things to them and you show intent to do something they will help you there are hospitals i have gone and they have told me okay so we can work with you but next time you can come with a man to sign the contract so i said there is no next time and there is no man 
so let's do it i have the authority to sign so why don't why do why don't you save me a trip again to your hospital let's sign it now i have the contract with me so then they understand that okay this the lady is really sincere about what she's saying so once again my underlying thing is there are always these people who will put you down who will think that there is always somebody some man behind her who will sign the deal who will she is only come to do the initial talking but when you explain to them no i am the person behind man or a woman doesn't matter then they understand and they they they, they do things the way you want so your point should be you should remain stable you should be focused your intent should be clear and you should be very honest and clear about things uh if you if a woman entrepreneur does that i think um it will be a lot more easier for her to focus on the positives and not get bogged down by oh i how will i raise money i mean i have heard i have it it is never a fair deal the women entrepreneurs make it less funds than the man entrepreneur everybody knows that that is not at all a surprise even in the us that happens everywhere that happens it is it has although western countries have gone beyond those those biases to a large extent india still is in infancy in, when it comes to that women entrepreneurs <coughs> do get less funds uh, but the only way to beat that is not complain about it but show it in action you build companies worth billions or dollars and they will never bat an eyelid to give a to give funds to a woman even where we are today is because what kiran has done kiran majumdar shah has done and shown to the world that yes women entrepreneurs can form excellent companies profitable companies build long long lasting companies so i always look up to such inspiring mod role models to really go forward and and there are without doubt there are lots of merits of becoming a woman entrepreneur so i would encourage all of you to look at the positives and things that you can change rather than focus on the negatives and things that you cannot change it was very great to know the other side of the coin actually like how uh, like yes as you said usually the struggles the uh difficulties that were faced are usually discussed but then like there are so many uh, people who are ready to support you when you come out and start a company and that's a very great thing to know for all the upcoming women entrepreneurs man so um finally asking the ending question uh, what do you think about the emerging indian startups uh, what would be your message to the young generation who are coming up who are going to start their new company sure yeah so yeah india is uh, really getting into the space of startups very seriously of late and i think there is a large um, part of it is also coming from push from the government which is extremely encouraging government is really trying to do give grants give support to entrepreneurs and startup india is doing an excellent job uh, even uh, our uh, patents have been uh, fast tracked for a review at the indian patent office because uh, because of startup india and um, so indian government is really doing i don't know how apparent it is to many entrepreneurs but indian government is really trying to do they have many grants big grant ignition grant is that there are so many grants they are trying to give entrepreneurs so i would uh, recommend all entrepreneurs to really take advantage uh, of those 
there are a lot of mentors that are available a lot of institutions like there is uh, the indus entrepreneurs for tech entrepreneurs uh, or even any entrepreneur there is able association of biotech led entrepreneurs for uh, bio biotech uh, bio life science healthcare biotech entrepreneurs so you know these bodies really help guide pay, uh, uh, entrepreneurs very well so make make use of all of these uh, all the societies these bodies the subsidies the government gives on many many parts it uh, some things some more thing government can still do however there are many things the government has already done so take take note of those know those things and really make those things work for you as an entrepreneur that would be my prefer suggestion to them i do see a lot of entrepreneurs coming up with ideas and this thing but what i would really like them which is extremely encouraging and very heartwarming uh, uh what i still don't see happen as much in in india is uh you know think of a really a painkiller i mean don't think superficial solutions really think deep what is it that that you really want to build when you come up with an idea speak about the idea to all your customers know your customers up front you develop let's say you you uh, develop a baby formula tomorrow who are your customers they are going to be mothers because babies can't speak so mother so talk to every mother from different strata of your country's uh, paying capacity to understand what is that she wants to feed her son or daughter so understand the what your customer wants up front and understand it to the right detail so you can make a formula that will work for you with respect to everything whether in in rajasthan this kind of grain is used in in uh, maharashtra that grain is used in orissa something else is used so what should be the ideal formula so this is what is called as taking customer feedback and incorporating it in your product so do that job very thoroughly because you will you never want to develop a product which will never be picked up because oh i don't need ragi in rajasthan so why are you adding ragi in my baby formula you know so so know this thing so really build the product on great insights insight generation understanding your customer is the most important part so don't do half baked products so think through it put in time effort money to think of the prob problem that you are trying to solve the how are you overcoming the need that is there in the market formulate it well and then you apply for grants and for whatever and you would get the grants i i mentor many companies and i do see some of the ideas are not well thought through when i ask a question they haven't thought through those so then you don't get too many chances in life so you definitely nothing will be perfect at, at the first time but speak with mentors like me before you apply for grants and because then you get dejected if you get rejected by a grantee you know so don't do that so you go to them when you are ready but meanwhile speak to as many mentors customers uh, that your product is going to you have understand their need and then build a product and then propose your great idea how it overcomes where is the market how big is your market so give uh, have a sense of all of this when before you go for money to investors or to banks or to uh, to bodies which give you grants because they want to see if i put in 100 rupees today when will i get my 100 rupees back so they want to see that yes you do have a market 
and therefore i will get my 100 rupees back maybe not tomorrow maybe 5 months later but i will get it because you are developing a market developing a product for a market that is large so know these things just by having a great idea in mind is not sufficient you have to make it work because even if you have the greatest product on the earth you need to be able to sell it and that is the important part don't ignore sales understand how how you will sell who are your customers upfront at the same time that you are trying to develop your product these things are not one by one but to as many things in parallel as possible i do see great entrepreneurs doing these things today but every entrepreneur gets to know these things it will be beneficial and never get affected by failures because unless you fail you never learn so failure is very important part whether you are an entrepreneur or you are a, just an infant trying to stand up you know you the infants keep falling so many times right the babies until they actually take the first step so if they stop they would never walk so learn from these kind of life experiences that failure is only going to help you succeed later so don't get rejected and learn try different things fail learn from them try different thing and that's the way to really go forward oh thank you so much ma'am so, so it was a wonderful conversation with you ma'am i got to know a lot of things about how things work out there and in a very optimistic way how people help you and how we can build a company and you know really go forward with establishing it so uh, thank you for joining us today sure okay thank you for having me and uh, you are really doing a great initiative it's it's a good experience for you to not only learn but your fellow students to learn to manage these kind of conversations so excellent job ananya you did a you did a very good job as well so all the best for you as well for your masters and your future career thank you so much uh, i'll stop the recording yeah